Welcome to HBRV Lifestyle, the podcast. I am the host of Honey Badger, giving it to you straight and transparent about the RV business. Today's episode, I'm going to lose some friends. By talking about the things I'm going to talk about today, I'm probably going to have a few friends never call me again. I believe you need to know this information, so that's why I'm going to give it to you. I want to start with something a little lighter first, and we'll build into the tough stuff. The lighter side of things is I've been seeing comments that are, I can tell, out of anger. And not anger towards me, but anger towards our government and anger towards our politics. Now, I'm not a political person. And I got to apologize up front. My nose has been clogged. My throat's been congested. So I know I'm coming down with a cold. So you're going to have to pardon my normal speech. But um, everybody seems to be going in my comments on my regular channel that's monetized, my TikTok channel, and even this podcast saying that they either blame greed for our economy, or they blame Bidenomics. This comes from watching too much Fox News, too much CNN, and too much MSNBC. Sorry to say it, but stop watching Anderson Cooper, stop watching Sean Hannity, definitely stop watching Tucker Carlson for all of your economic news. Now, I like Tucker. Don't get me wrong. I like Tucker for the other things he covers that don't relate to the economy because I think he's pretty fair and down the middle. And there's a few other people out there um, that are actually on the left side of the media that are very fair and down the middle about how they view things. So um, you, you can't blame one person. You can't blame a small group of people. So there's 812 people that control our country on the political side of the world. And that's including, uh, that's not including governors, okay? That's just just federal government-wise. That's including the Supreme Court justices, President of the United States, VP, House of Representatives, Senate, and other uh, forms of our federal government. This small group of people do not control our daily lives. We do. So there are a lot more factors to why our economy is garbage right now. Some of it has to do with our government. Some of it has to do with greed. But it isn't the greed itself. It's the timing of the greed. I said in my last episode when I was live streaming on TikTok that greed is good. One of my favorite lines in a movie, greed is good, but it can have bad timing. Okay. And greed isn't always about someone getting rich. Greed can be about attention. Greed can be about leave not eating your vegetables. Greed can be about your need for privacy or your need to cancel somebody. Greed has more factors than money. But at the end of the day, greed is good, 
Our government's still one of the best forms of government in the world. We just had to learn to control ourselves. And I'll go into that and what I mean by that. Maybe in a few years when COVID has passed by and I have a bigger platform or if I do make a few people mad, I can't lose followers. But we'll just say that I'm a 90s. I, I grew up as an older kid from the time I was like 11 to the time I graduated high school was in the 90s. And to me, it's the best decade ever. <laughs> and one day I will go into what I mean by that. So anyway, I just want to tie that together for you guys. So I don't mind you talking about politics in my comments section. Just know that I don't lean either way. Uh, I have a purple card. I don't have a blue or a red card. So I just want to make sure everybody understands that and uh, that you're not going to get a reaction out of me. I'm not pro-Trump and I'm surely not pro-Biden. I'm not pro-Democrat and I sure in the hell I'm not pro-Republican either. So in reality, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree when you're trying to drain the swamp with me because to me it's a distraction. Politics is a distraction away from what's the most fun in the world, which is camping, fishing, family time, uh, vacations, traveling, trying new foods, trying new wines, uh, living the best life possible. Politics, to me, is a complete waste of time. We do need to talk about politics right around election time, especially if it's affecting our our, our livelihoods, but it's something we should not dwell on daily, hourly, or every minute of every one of our days because we only get a limited amount of time on this earth. So I want to make sure that's understood. Um, the other part of that is I used to do uh, something called the tape measure close. And if you're an RV salesperson or RV manager listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. The tape measure close is something I give everybody that's retired that just can't make a decision. And politics has a lot of problems in my industry, the RV industry, because when it's an election year, everybody freezes and doesn't want to do anything because, oh, well, if Donald Trump becomes president, the world's going to come to end. Or if Joe Biden gets reelected, the world's going to end. And they find out it doesn't, and then they're left behind. We, we listen to too much BS on a daily basis, just as a, as a world, as a humanity. There's too much access to false information out there. You had to really work at it in the 90s when I grew up to be able to get false information out there. You had to really work hard and, and to get, let's say, 100 million people to believe a lie it took a lot of effort because there wasn't the communication access there is now. There isn't the deep fakes or the technology there was. So the truth most of the time prevailed. Just ask Bill Clinton. He could tell you about the Monica Lewinsky incident, right? I did not have relations with that woman. It's probably a bad Bill Clinton thing. I actually liked Bill Clinton. But anyway, um, you know, so the tape measure close, getting back to it, uh, you know, just take it out. Let's say average human life is 80 years. You're 65, so you got about 15 years left. 
you know, how many of those years do you want some one human being in the entire world's uh, to control your life? You know, the, the other part of that saying is, you know, so you're 70 years old, you just retired and you're going to and, and the election of one person is going to affect your decision making for the last 10 years of your life. But it's tr but again, a lot of us are hypnotized. And, and that's one reason why the RV business isn't bigger than it normally is. We saw the potential for it to get bigger, but it contracted back to normal. So one of the things that they don't want you to know that my dealership friends are going to get mad at me for saying, and the factory friends I've made are going to get mad at me for saying, is that we are in the middle of the biggest RV contraction in the history of the business because the the amount of people that actually RV are back in the market and the people that were doing it because of COVID don't want to do it anymore. We can't grow the RV business to be what it was during COVID in normal years because Fox News is the biggest killer of the RV business out of all the media companies. A very close second, if not tied for first, is MSNBC. Then CNN, then ABC, then Newsmax, and then Ben Shapiro, and then whoever's on the left side of Ben Shapiro. These people are all business killers, okay? And the reason why they're business killers is because they put you in such a mindset when you're listening or watching their shows, that mindset kills you from wanting to do anything outside of go to work, come home, cower in front of the TV, yell at the TV, scream to drain the swamp, scream to do this, scream to do that, democracy's in jeopardy, you know, economy's in jeopardy. That's all you hear and that's all you've heard for four years. So you can't grow your base of customers without them starting to ignore the media. So it's going to be the same number of customers every year. It might grow a little as time goes on, but as the baby boomers um, start getting to the age where they can't RV anymore, it'll come in the millennials and generation X. It'll bring in my, my generations next. The late boomers and the early generation X are the next set of people coming into the business. They're coming into the lifestyle. They're coming into the camping world. <laughs> oh, I made a camping world reference without even trying. Um, so when when if if you don't have the mentality as an industry that you are limited to x amount of people a year to sell to and that you can't grow past that like what happened during covid you're not going to last very long <clears throat> um 
Um, I was talking to a really good friend of mine yesterday. He has become one of those guys that I'm going to call him a protege. He has become a protege of mine. Him and his wife soaked up so much knowledge from me when I was semi-retired. <laughs> Just another way of saying I, had to, I was given the ejection seat because I didn't get along with somebody. Anyway, um, that conversation was, was just the ultimate, like, wow, somebody's listening to me. So my, one of my former stores, Barber RV in Ventura, California, is pretty much shut down. Why? Mismanagement. Period. Mismanagement. The belief that COVID was going to last forever, that all anything was going to do was grow. This is where manufacturers should have woken up in 2022. I made a phone call to five uh, people that are high-ranking members of the factory side of the RV business, the vending side of the RV business, and the banking side of the RV business. I won't be specific on what their names are. And I gave them a warning. I said, look, guys, I mean, as much as I don't want to believe it, your the, the, the days of building 680,000 RVs in one year is over. You're going to go back to building 400, 420 again. Oh, no, that's not going to happen. We still got another three or four years of this. That's what I was told by everybody. June of 2022, I got a phone call from these guys, and they go, holy crap, dude, how did you know? And I said, it's so simple, man. The simplest explanation why you, the customer, you, the RVer, you, the camper, Stopped buying RVs in 2022 has nothing to do with COVID, nothing to do with interest rates, and nothing to do with dealerships or prices. They had to do with the simplest thing. Around spring and summer of 2022, and this really began Christmas of 2021, more information about COVID-19 was actually available. More real information, not fake news, not media news, not political news. Real news about how COVID-19 and all its variants and all the vaccines and all that stuff came out in a better... We, we were in a better situation where at the end of 2021, people were like, I want to go see my family members I haven't seen in over two years. So it started really in Christmas because if you go back to December of 2020, we were still at the peak of huge numbers of people calling daily. I remember sitting at Beaumont RV in, in December of 2020 and here comes customer after customer after customer coming onto the lot looking for anything that they can get their hands on remotely close to their budget and remotely close to what they want. 
And I remember I was told my buddy Doug and, and the salesman Greg and we had a service guy named Rick and I was telling them all, hey man, how are we going to do this? There's only 15, we only have 15 units for sale then. And we're getting like 50 people a weekend wanting to buy. What do we do? By December of 2021, it started to go back to normal because people could go see their family members. They could actually, for the first time in almost two years, have holiday dinner with a family member in person, not through some Zoom call or through um, FaceTime. Pardon me. So that carried over into 2022. Once it hit about April, I could just smell it in the air, talking to people. My YouTube channel took a nosedive in June of 2022, which June is usually one of my higher months in the last two and a half years of views. Kind of the height of the RV season because kids are coming out of school for a summer vacation. It died. And you're probably wondering why. Well, I could tell you why. I was sitting at Camping World in Vacaville, California. I could tell you exactly why. People could get back on planes. You could go on a plane. It started that, that year and that in those months, in those summer months, it started the whole thing about you can remove a mask and not wear a mask on a train or a plane. And people were like, you know what? We can go to Hawaii. We can go to Europe. We can go to Mexico. Go to the Caribbean. People's vacationing habits changed. And the amount of people that are real RV life people or van life people or just in the camping and outdoor industry in general as consumers slash customers went back to the normal size it always is every single year. Now, manufacturers don't want to hear that. The factory heads don't want to hear that. I'll get, there's going to be a day where I'm going to get blacklisted for saying this stuff because eventually this channel, this podcast is going to grow and somebody's going to listen to it and go, oh my God, don't give him a job anywhere. Because it's the truth. The truth hurts. And the truth is that dealerships are taking and hemorrhaging massive losses. There's no help from the factories. Um, part of me wants to, to tell you that major corporations in this industry, I can't name names because I signed an NDA the other day. By the way, non-disclosure agreement, so I can't name the names. But I will tell you that major corporations within my industry have had massive layoffs at the management level. It's so surreal 
but I'm gonna give you a reason why it happened and that's normal. It's so surreal that the owner of the company I work for has received over 70 resumes from managers of other places looking for a job. Now, in all fairness to these major corporations, the stores that these guys were laid off for or let go from boomed during COVID. But if you go back to 2017, 2018, the dealership wouldn't have never hired these people to come over. There's an old saying that says the grass is greener on the other side. Well, the grass is always greener where you water it. And there were a lot of managers and a lot of salespeople and a lot of finance people that jumped around during COVID to whoever was paying the most money. And now those people no longer have a job. When if you're a, a and, and, and so when you hear this stuff, because you're going to hear, guys, you, the customer, are going to hear a lot of negativity about the RV world and layoffs and tightening. And you're going to hear a lot of verbiage that's going to make it seem like the RV business is on a virtual collapse. It's not. It's going through a major correction. But instead of correcting at a slower pace, it's correcting at the speed of light. Okay. So I personally have a colleague in the industry. I promised I wouldn't use his name. Works for a huge store won't tell you where, works for a huge store, was running that huge store as a general manager, making great money up until this year. This year, he was lucky to break $52,000 before he was laid off on Halloween night. The very next day, they completed the foreclosure of his home. And he blames himself. The reason why he blames himself is because in the middle of 2020, he had a cush job as a finance manager at a dealership that he had worked at for 15 years, knew the owners really well. This big store that is under a corporate umbrella did a great job recruiting him to come run this store, which had grown exponentially for two and a half years during COVID and then declined so dramatically starting July of 2022 that they went back to 2008 and nine retail numbers. So he lost his job and lost his home. 
There's no jobs out there for them. And that's because the RV business is a small mom and pop business. The dealerships that survive the best single location, I'm not talking about as a corporation, I'm talking about single location. You could be a part of a large umbrella corporation, have a small store in a rural area of Idaho or Iowa or wherever and be successful, be more successful than a store in a big market. As long as you keep the overhead down and you treat your customers well. But these small rural areas grew exponentially and people jumped around for the money. Do I blame them? Absolutely not. I lost my job when I went to work for Glenn. I was actually moving out of state when I met Glenn. I'm glad I stuck around for almost, off and on for almost three years, I've been working for the same guy. And it's been a blessing. I know one day he's going to have to let me go. Because the business cannot sustain um, too many managers. It, it, the industry itself is small. And you got to get it down where it's personalized again. That's what the business is missing. So there's too much corporate structure in the RV business. It's become too much like AutoNation. If you know who AutoNation is, largest, RV, uh, largest uh, car dealership conglomerate in the United States. And I think they have some holdings in Mexico and Canada. It's all corporatized structurally. great but the rv business has to go back to the more personal touch the corporate structure in certain markets doesn't work so if you have a dealership that sells 200 rvs a year you don't need 11 employees you need four maybe five Oh, that's blasphemy. No, that's the truth. If you're a store that sells 600 a year, you probably need a maximum of 20 employees. That's a fact. People don't show up to buy an RV of any kind and take it home with them the same day that they make the purchase. There's a prep time. There's a, an instructional class that you have to go through to learn how to use it. Financing has to be set up, whether you're getting your own or whether you're doing it through the dealership. There's a process to it all. Car dealerships have... 
10 salespeople because a lot of times they're selling 100, 150 cars a month. I am yet to find a dealership that's an RV dealership that averages 150 deals a month every single month. Have I seen a big, huge store do 150 in one month? Maybe three months in a row? Absolutely. I've been a part of 150. Uh, I've been a part of a dealership uh, store that did 500 units in a three-month period. But then the season drops off and August goes down to 40 and September goes down to 30 and October has a little bump because of toy haulers maybe back up to 40. And then down in November to 30 again, then down to 6 in December, then up to 10 in January. You don't need all the employees for all that. That's, that's a major, major factor that needs to be addressed within... Uh, within our within the industry I work in right <clears throat> so we have to look at things from another perspective and another reason why I'll probably get blacklisted later is the heads of the the big five I call the manufacturer the big heads the big wigs of the big five need to reach deep into their own personal bank accounts and write checks to the current dealers to write down their inventory. Period. I don't care if you're Pete Legal. I don't care if you're Bob Martin. I don't care if it comes from Warren Buffett himself. If you want the industry as a whole to pick back up, you have to be creative. The status fucking quo will not work in this current market. I don't care who the check gets made out to. It could get made out to the principal, the dealership. It doesn't matter. Now, my solution is quite simple. Shut down the factories until February 15th. Every fucking one of them. Shut it down. Shut it down. Bob Dumb, I love you. You're a good man. Shut down Coachman RV for three months. Pete Legal, get your GMs in line and shut down your factories. Bob Martin, get on the horn with everybody. Winnebago, get your ass in gear and shut down your factories. Shut them down. Furlough them. Lay them off. I don't care what you got to do. Shut it down. And once you've had it shut down, Break out your checkbook. And every time that somebody sells something for a loss, cover half. 
and don't expect anything in return. And let me tell you, by February 5th, if you did that starting December 10th and you made no phone calls to any dealers, all your reps went radio silent for two months, and that includes not going to shows, and you didn't build another new trailer, motorhome, or fifth wheel, the industry would start finding balance. That's it for tonight. We'll see you next time.